Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilly and you little wankers. We're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts, I hate your wristbands, I hate your shoes, I hate your music, I hate the C-Nation, I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> What's up, TIW Mafia? JP here. I'm here with Josh Yeti, and we have with us somebody who I grew up watching from the 80s, someone who I admired. Um... He was, and he was one who wasn't shy to pat himself on the back, Mr. Barry Horowitz. Right. right. Barry, how good. are you doing tonight? Good, good, JP. Uh, glad to be on your show, and love the Irish whip. That's it. Thank you, man. Now, mm-hmm. who, who came up? I just touched on it real quick in the introduction. The patting mm-hmm. yourself on the back was brilliant. Who came up <laughs> with that? Ah, uh, myself. I actually, you know, I I've seen different people do it. Not in wrestling but maybe who knows i could have probably saw it, uh, where it came a comedian or a cartoon oh. or something and i actually did it when i was wrestling amateur i wrestled amateur uh through school and college and um actually i did it in high school and i won a match by like two points and uh i i jumped up i was so happy and I just patted myself on the back. I thought of that scenario, and of course, I got disqualified, reprimanded, chewed out by the coach, and so forth. I, of course, let it disappear, but I always knew I'd turn pro. Sometime in my life, I, I knew my dream would happen, and it did. And I said, what a weapon to bring out as a heel. Right. And it was perfect. So, like You had it on the back of the, the ring entrance jacket and everything mm-hmm. else. You had the yeah. print, and it was perfect. Yeah, had it on my trunks. Uh, yeah, had it everywhere, and it went great with my gimmick because my gimmick is—I know it's crazy—but my gimmick was knowing how to wrestle, <laughs> amateur yeah. and professional. And you know, there's nothing more, you know, like after you do a great suplex or after you're you're about to do a great suplex when you do before and after or the intro or when you go over and you win the match, you do that. I mean, you can't get any more heelish than that. And people just—I uh, mean, they learn to—they hate—they learn to hate it and they love to hate it i was reading somewhere that your favorite because of the ability to wrestle your favorite opponent was Shawn michaels uh yeah i um he was one of my favorites i mean um sean owen hart i mean it was a lot of people all the armstrongs especially brad and scott armstrong tim horner i mean brady boone reno riggins ben jordan I mean, there was a lot of, I mean, I've had a lot of favorites, um, you know, because uh, Bret Hart, of course, yep. actually the whole Hart family, uh, they were all, we were all that type of style of wrestling, which is basically professional technical wrestling. No, yeah, and that's, you could get in there and just sort of roll with them, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you actually, your, your win-loss record wasn't the mm-hmm. best, but you actually had mm-hmm. a few wins in the WWF. Mm-hmm. 
that I don't think a lot of people knew about. Oh yeah, just yeah. I had more than a lot, more than a few. I had many at house shows which weren't filmed, you know. And then you got other organizations that I was with when I was with WCW, yeah. when I was with uh, GWF, when I was at All Japan. I mean, you know, I've been with almost every credible organization in the world. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I, I won the, I'm on, I won the middleweight champion from undefeated Franz Schumann in um, in uh, Austria. Wow. So you've literally been all over the world. Yeah, literally I've been all over now, the world. When you were with WWF and WCW, mm-hmm. what was it like backstage? Like, Do you have any good... Someone, uh, Peteropolis asked for backstage stories from you. If, mm-hmm. you had a, if you had one good backstage story. Oh, God. I know. To pick one. That's yeah, I gotta wow. Pick a heart I think you should since you're I mean you you really sound like the hearts were, were something that were special to you. Is there one like Owen was huge for me. I mean I can remember exactly where I was at, what I was doing, who I was with when that pay per view went down. So is there like is there one specific Owen Hart one that you can think of? Yeah, sure. Um I'm trying to think of um it didn't stem from the back room, but I was wrestling Owen as the Blue Blazer, his first nice. stint as the Blue Blazer, not his second. And um, he comes running down to the ring, you know, that's what he was doing, running. And and I noticed I get in a ring, and there was something up. I knew he was going to do something, some kind of joke. So I'm looking towards the back curtain where some of us would watch the matches, and I see Davy Boy Smith, and he's an instigator, and he likes to – you know, play some pranks, which is fine. Him and Owen are tight, of course. And I'm I'm friendly with uh, Davey and tight with Owen. So I'm waiting for this, for the joke to go down. Um, I'm trying to think where we're, it was just a house show. It, I don't, it wasn't TV or anything. So anyway, Owen gets in the ring. He's got the cape and everything. And I get introduced and he introduce him and he coughs. And feathers come out of his mouth because blue blazer like a chicken you see in the cartoons. Oh my god! I said, oh my god! I don't believe this. No, who did? So that was pretty good. I, being the pro I am, I would not laugh. I refuse to. I just, uh, you know, I don't think even the people caught it. It was really, I caught it. Owen caught it, and so did the referee. And that's about it. The ref was clueless. That sort of because your character was very serious. So if you did break a smile on that, that yeah, girl, I didn't want to. Yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> good for Couldn't you. Do I it. don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. if I could have done it. Yeah, Barry, here's, Barry, here's, it, but... Barry, here's a funny thing because JP is going to be humble, but like we talk about individuals such as yourself on like a consistent basis because when we were growing up, we knew like whenever we saw you. Like, mm-hmm. we knew there was going to be, like, a good match go down. Like, something was going to go down. Uh, mm-hmm. And we always knew, like, such and so versus Barry Horowitz. Like, oh, this, I mean, this match, I bet 15 minutes, you guys. First commercial. I'll go 12 to 15. We used to bet on how long the match would go before actual commercial break or something oh, happened wow. like that. And we, oh, man, you, JP and I have such a different psychology when it comes to, um, what guys like you were able to do and help push other individuals? Like, what does that? How how are you able? Like, you're you're a really a part of wrestling history that people don't get a chance to experience. Like, what is that like for you to be that type of a person that was able to push a lot of other people? 
Well, first of all, uh, some people understand it. The smart marks understand it. Finally, somebody's got a clue. Some are still clueless. But in this business, in any business, uh, not everybody could be Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks. <laughs> you got to have some people underneath. Not everybody could be Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Bob Backlund. You, you, it just can't be. It's science. It can't be. It, it would be boring otherwise. And then there is some people, for instance, if I go out there with Sean, we're just going to put each other over. We're going to get the match over, which is the most important thing. Not each other. Get the match over. That's what you want. And it's just going to blend, and it's going to go better. Now, you get somebody like, uh, who don't know a wrist lock from a wristwatch, you get the ultimate warrior out there, you're, you're going to do your full job, and that's called Star Maker. So you got to work around him. Do I have an ego? Do I have a problem with that? No. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't have that position. you got to understand that. And some guys don't. Some guys would quit. Some guys would go to other things. You know, if they're worried about their win-loss record, they need to go to UFC. Get their ass beat in about 30 seconds, and then maybe they'll change their mind. Yeah, you can't have... Goldberg wouldn't have been able to go as long no. as he did undefeated no. without having no. people that were willing to do what you did, which was make them look great. Right. And, and that's the way it's got to be. You have a choice. You, not, like I said, not everybody could be Hulk Hogan and everybody. Not everybody could be the intercontinental champ. You can't have it. Right. If you look at any shoots in boxing or UFC, you don't see all that. You only see a handful of guys in the UFC that are top dogs. Right. That's just the way it is. Same thing with the Olympics. Ice skating, gymnastics, basketball, football. That's just the way. But when I was done with my match, people, you know, they what would they take away? Oh, Barry lost, but holy shit, what a fight he put. What a competitive, what a competitor. See, that's what you it's, want to convey to the audience. Right, and the thing with you and... You know, the Dwayne Gill and Mario Mancini, all of those yep. guys. The thing with that was you still managed to get people to believe into the match you had a chance of winning. Right. Well, there's different degrees of enhancement, JP. Um, I took my – I mean, granted now, remember now, I've been wanting to do this all my life. I was an amateur wrestler. I want to I wanna do the best I can. And so my deal is, I mean – Really, as soon as I take off for the airport from my home in Florida, I'm, I'm turning, you know, Mr. Technical Barry Horowitz on. Not Barry Horowitz, the guy who's at home going to the gym and doing stuff for his family and whatnot. you got to turn a different switch on. And then especially when you get to the arena, it's all about, you know, getting stretched, getting warmed up, taking, treating it like a shoot, but it's not. So you don't want to go overboard with that. And the great words of Bob Backlund – you know, you don't want to, he used to tell me, you don't want to be over nervous, but you don't want to be under nervous. You want to be right in the middle. And you know how hard that is to be right in the middle? you got to work at that. You can't just be sitting around and going, okay, I'm on second match. I'll eat a hot dog real quick. See, I, I, don't, I don't go for that kind of lifestyle. I don't go for that kind of treating your profession that way. And some of these guys that did do that, they probably never came from an amateur background or a football background or whatever. They just think it's uh, circus time or uh, looking, you know, I'm not having somebody look at me like I'm a carny or a backyard wrestler because it right. ain't happening. 
It was. Do you do you watch wrestling now? Do you still follow anything? Uh, sometimes I do. Uh, different promotions, like for instance, um, I'm going to click the channels, and I'm just going to give you an example. I mean, I don't know if this ever happened or something, but if I'm flipping the channels and I see, um, excuse me, off the top of my head, Triple H going against Kurt Angle in a in a 20 minute time limit match, I'm going to stop and watch it. Okay. If I'm going to see a good girl wrestler wrestle like a man, I'm going to watch it. But if I'm I'm seeing um, the masked of you know the masked Avenger go against uh, somebody you know nothing against either you know I don't mean it in a bad way, but you know I I want to see a wrestling match. That's what it says on the marquee outside Madison Square Garden. Wrestling tonight. That's what I want. Okay. That's you must like do. You must like the women's wrestling now then. Haven't said uh, that. I, I actually do. I uh, I caught some. Um, I flipped to a match the other night. I I forgot who it was, but the girls were doing all on a scale of one to ten. It was about a seven. Although uh, I was watching something last night, two guys I don't remember, but I had to flip the channel. I saw too many mistakes. I'm going wow, and I, I don't put nothing down because you can right. catch them in my match too. You can catch them when I was new and so forth, but um. This was billed as the main event, and I'm going, hmm, I don't know about this. So I've seen some pretty darn good matches on Ring of Honor. I don't watch Impact. Um, I've seen it in time, time and you know, here and there. But um, the only thing is, a lot, of, especially in Ring of Honor, they're doing a lot of great things. But maybe it's just the old school of me. Maybe it's the way I was taught. Because I know people that are older than me, younger than me, agree with what I'm about to say. They're doing a lot. Like, you're shoving 30 moves in a minute. Well, the wrestling crowd, you, it's not a shoot, so you got to slow it down, and they don't realize what happened. So you don't want to go too slow. Again, you don't want to go too slow. You don't want to go too fast. But you're pile-driving somebody off the top ring rope. You're doing this. You're doing santons and moonsaults and and planches and everything else, and you beat them with a small package. I See, that, think that's no, that's bad psychology. I'm just a fan, and I've happened mm-hmm. to have been around a few promoters. I've never been a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I let you guys do that. You guys do better than I could ever do. But mm-hmm. the difference, and I think you just kind of hit on it, that I see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is back in your day, or not in your mm-hmm. day, I know you still go, actually. You're still in great shape and mm-hmm. could show up Monday night probably. <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> the difference between the 80s and 90s to now is mm-hmm. back then you told the fans what they wanted to see. And now right. the fans tell the wrestlers what to do. Which I did. See, I, I'm glad you said that. I don't like that. This is how no. it works with me. And this is not, this is just being business. The fans don't work me. I work them. You don't tell me what to do. Right. I'm, I'm entertaining you. Right, you can't okay. call you can't call Disney and tell them how to end the Avengers movie. No, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's if we let the wrestlers work, if they hire wrestling bookers rather than TV writers, mm-hmm. that becomes the big difference, I think. But sure. you guys, like, it was it's an art form. It really yeah, is. Exactly. Right now, anybody could hit somebody with a chair. Anybody could stomp somebody to death. 50 punches to the face, nobody's bleeding, uh, clotheslines. I mean, come on now. Why don't we throw a snap suplex in there or a salto or a three-quarter Nelson grapevine or take them down? It's not boring. It's art. It's artwork. It's, it's, 
people at ringside are going, holy shit, this guy's a real wrestler. This guy's me, been trained. Barry, let me ask you this, because we asked this of a young gentleman a while ago, and, and he does sure. a really good job of packaging what professional wrestling is in what he calls elevator speeches. He's very famous okay. for his dad jokes. He basically, this is what he said, is that, think of it this way, it's a Broadway show, you've got two of the biggest built entertainers you've ever thought you could ever have in your life, they get together, they've never met each other, they've never talked to each other, they don't know each other, other than five minutes before the show goes on, they have to figure out an hour and a half worth of words, how to memorize those words, what actions those words are, the lighting, the demonstration, um, the psychology behind it, and then at the same time, once you figure that out, you have to go out and actually perform that. And that, to him, is professional wrestling. Yeah, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. What more would you add to that? Well, just, to, I mean, the physical aspect is, as far as, you know, as your, your training and whatnot. I mean, I've seen, this is what I don't get. <clears throat> I've seen from me traveling the last few years at some indie shows now, granted, when I was breaking in um, and doing indie shows, I still, I, I mean, I, I look better now, but I was training, I was young, I was hitting the gym, I wasn't as diligent and as um, um, positive and energetic and any other word that perseveres in that respect. I wasn't like that like I am now. But I was respectful towards the veterans and, and looking proper and your proper attire. I'm seeing guys sometimes at the Indies showing up in Walmart shorts and so forth, looking about a buck seventy, looking bad. Now they could pull the moves off and they do great. I mean really good and I'm going, geez. Could you imagine if you had custom boots, trunks, a little bit of a tan, and maybe trained a little bit more and maybe weighed two hundred? See what I'm getting at? They just yeah. think, bottom line is they think, if I wear some goofy outfit and do a lot of moves on TV and triple somersaults and all that, you know, the people will go, but it's not, that's not the way, they weren't trained properly. That's what it is. That's what it is. You're not trained properly, because I would never do that, first of all. And second of all, I was trained by the great, uh, the Professor Boris Malenko, the great Malenko, and he ain't going to put up with that shit. You'll get slapped in the face or stretched or your arm torn out of socket. It's, it's disrespectful towards the business. I guess, I guess that's the reason I bring that up, because the young man that said that does exactly what you said. Like, he is See? Mark, marketability all over the place, 101, and makes sure that he makes time available for every single individual in his life. And it's amazing to me how that... Uh, attitude of gratitude has given him what he's got now. He's a young kid, and it, his gimmick is actually that he's retro, and he's it's retro Anthony Green. And mm-hmm. this kid, if he's not signed next year, I don't know what's wrong with the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, he's How in the gym. He? He's 23, 24. Yeah, he's, he's young. young. He's, he's okay. age, he's age young, he's, but wrestling smart. He's been doing this since he's probably 10 years old. Yeah. And who trained him? Um, he's right now. He's with Brian Fury at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. And he's okay, still, but, mm-hmm. he's still there like every week. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Very good. Isn't that, yeah. I mean, Barry, isn't that kind of the roots? I mean, isn't that the roots of what they call, and like you hit on is it's enhancement talent. Like, isn't that, I think the age of enhancement talent, like when you talk about that and what JP and I always appreciated is when we saw what they call enhancement talent is like, we knew we were getting a goddamn good match. And right. I don't think without individuals like yourself, it's, it's the way, this is how I, I break it down because JP will attest to this Barry is like, I've literally been to maybe five live events my entire life. I live in Montana. So my entire wrestling life has been through the lens of somebody else in a production truck and all this stuff. Right. So I don't mm-hmm. get the live sweat. I don't get the live everything. So to me, it's a totally different way. So right. w- when I look at this, what is, I mean, if you're talking to kids that are that are out there and they want to be aspiring pro wrestlers and they want to and they want to do that, what the biggest thing we always hear is if there's an empty seat, get in the car. If there's an empty seat, yes. take. A, if it's 24 hours, you got three days, take a ride. Like, I guarantee you, as enhancement talent, like that. I don't think that it, it does exist. That WWE is bringing it back, and it's locally when they bring these young kids in to whatever they do but what's one piece of advice like uh, such a, a cool ass journeyman like you that has wrestled every well, big name that there is in 89 what would you give to advice like what would you say to that kid mostly the the top thing is to be respectful shut your mouth and listen and don't say you know it and don't say i know i know you don't know that's why you're learning that's why you're being taught don't tell me you know because you don't know so the bottom line is, keep your mouth shut, sit in the backseat of the car, listen to the pros going over matches or what have you, watch a lot of tapes, watch a lot of wrestling, maybe people that you like. I used to like to watch Mike Graham, Don Morocco, Bob Orton Jr., uh, Tony Charles, I'm going, you know, Ric Flair, uh, and, you know, different people that I idolize, but Jack Briscoe, that are um, my style of wrestling. You know, oh, wow, he just did a great amateur move, but he, oh, wow, he just did a professional suplex. Oh, my God, he just did a (laughs) pinning combination. He did a roll-up. He did this. He did that. You know what I mean? Or they just had a match without doing a triple somersault. What's that? Or they just had a match that you could watch without doing a triple somersault. Exactly. Yeah. And no offense, because I think there's places for that. It's a different style. Different places, different, it belongs. Yeah, I think there is a place for that stuff, but it shouldn't be every match. No, it should not be because it's the same old movie. I don't want to watch the same old movie. You should have a woman's match. You could have uh, whatever. You could have a uh, tag team match, six-man, eight-man, steel cage. It's good to change it all up. If everybody did the same, it's it's not cool, and no. um, it's boring. Now, what's your place now, in the wrestling business now? Yeah, what do you do? That's my next question is I well, don't know what you're actually, doing now. Well, actually, I do a lot of meet and greets. I do wrestle on occasion. Right now, I'm just healing my right knee from just from so many falls and also some heavy squats have damaged my right knee. The rest of me is okay. So I'm doing that, and I'm also pursuing with uh, two major companies to be in their um, training center. That, that's my awesome. forte is I love training. I love talking about wrestling. You know, it's just not all about learning a headlock. It's, it's about getting the ring, how to lock up, the psychology, the moves, the bumps. It's A to Z. I mean, I stayed with Malenko three days a week in Florida at a mattress factory, 104 degrees in the summer, 
40 degrees in the winter, three to four nights a week after a regular job and training with the weights, three hours a night for a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's how you get properly. That's how you build the foundation of the house. The rest of the bathroom, the bedrooms, the master bedroom, all of that got you go on the road. And what do you do? You go to Charlotte, North Carolina, Crockett Promotions, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, wrestling six nights a week for two years, traveling with Steamboat, Youngblood, Johnny Weaver, Boogie Woogie Man, uh, Jimmy Valiant, Rufus R. Jones. Um, I could go on and on to different people that I've met and uh, listen to, and Greg Valentine, Bob Backlund, just keep your mouth shut, listen. If you got a good question and it's smart, you know, there's never a dumb question, but just don't say, you know, hey, I could do that too, you know. You you don't act cocky and you don't act like a goofball, you know. Right. Instead of uh, saying, I did this, saying, what, say, what should I do? Instead yeah, exactly. Of, like, right. And it's just a respectful thing. It's the way you're brought up maybe in life and maybe – just as a pro or, or watching, you know, you know, sometimes it's it's not their fault, but um, sometimes it is, you know, just a yes. lack of respect. And they think they know it all. Oh, well, I, I could moonsault and I could do this. I'm better than him. See, you don't look at it. You don't do that. You don't see uh, you don't see Peyton Manning doing that to Dan Marino. No. You know, it's not cool. Now, now what do you have coming up for meet and greets? Uh, Mason. Basically, uh, I've got some. I've got a lot of. Uh, I'm doing some meet and greets uh, in October and November, but um, I'm looking for my schedule as we speak here. But um, I do a lot of podcasts also, and I'm going to I'm going to Indianapolis, and I'm also going to Albany, New York, and the big big show is is coming up pretty soon in uh, November. And I was announced that I will be there at StarCast. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with StarCast, really? but it's huge. Oh, yeah. yeah that's it was just of... in Vegas, and now it's yeah. going to be in Baltimore. And uh, I will actually uh, be there for two nights. So, awesome. Uh, that's all tied yeah. in with all elite wrestling. And, and yeah, yeah. Right there. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be – It's a, and I'm heavily pursuing the PC Center in Orlando, Florida for the WWE. I mean, that's my – I mean, I've had a lot of dreams, but I did everything I wanted to do in wrestling, and that would be my final statement and period at the end of my sentence if I could go to the PC Center and be one of the coaches. Yeah, and you'd be a great fit, and what a way to leave your fingerprint on something, you know? Yeah, I, w- I would just love – and basically, I would just be teaching what I was taught, you know, um, by Malenko and by different every guys I wrestled. Like I said, when I when I was in North Carolina traveling with all these guys, basically I just sat in the back seat and just listened. I blended in after a year or so. I, I spoke up, but I still had a lot of respect. And you know, you were you, what I liked about Crockett Promotions is if you were first, second, third, no matter what, you had to stay to the end and watch every single match. So no I took way. a quick shower. And I traveled with the referee because he was the main event, and I stayed to the end for two years, every night. That's it's. I've seen like I've done ring crew and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can say the talent that I've seen that has done that. Mm-hmm. Some of them are on TV now. And right? Is that mm-hmm. why? If no, but that probably helped them get to that point. 
Oh, it just comes down to work ethic, right? I mean, it comes down to work ethic. If you come down ethic. to perseverance, work ethic, um, good structure, you're, you're, you eat, drink, and sleep your passion. I mean, you've got to get to the gym. You've got to get enough sleep. Don't be going out partying and causing trouble at 4 in the morning and something unforeseen happens. You don't need to do that. Get back to the room. Watch yourself some HBO or if you're living at home or something. Do your thing. The bottom line is you don't need to be – there's a difference between being – obsessed and diligent and showing up. There's a difference. Okay. In my eyes, in my opinion, I'm showing up. I'm diligent. I'm persevering. Okay. I'm accountable. Okay. And that's, that's what you want to do. And you know, that's how you turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Now, I know we found you on Facebook. Uh, what other social medias are you on? Where can people find I'm on, you? My, my Facebook has been up a few months, and thanks for mentioning that and plugging that. I appreciate it. It's pretty darn strong. Um, I, I will say, and I can tell my fans this because I don't lie to them, I'm partly on the Facebook, and I have somebody that helps me with it. And the reason is, number one, I'm very busy. Number two, I did it for years. I do need help with it. So I have a pro that answers a lot of my questions for me. If there's really technical questions and are too too much for me, he calls me up. And if the promoter needs to get in touch with me, he, he they'll uh, he'll he'll um, hook him up and tell him how to get a hold of me instead of going through Facebook and hey, didn't you get my right. text or Facebook and something? You lose money that way. I mean, old school still prevails with the telephone and it works yes. um, all day long. It and, works. Yeah, and I and I like it to be exact because technology, I mean, could break down. I mean, you see banks close, you can't get your money for two days or something, and that's not cool. But uh, no. uh, th- that's basically is, is what's going on Facebook. You can catch me on YouTube. In fact, there's a match on YouTube. I was in South Bend, Indiana about two months ago. I actually uh, was in a street fight match, which is when Barry Horowitz fans go, street fight match? He's never in that. <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's a, it was a little turn about. It was their last show. Uh, they ran for 20 years there. Oh. A hell of a show by uh, Brian Costello. Great promoter, great guy, great friend, enhancement talent for WWE, did very well. Um, and I was on his first and second show, and I was on his last show. So that was kind of cool. Awesome. I wasn't on the shows in the, in the middle because uh, we, we weren't in touch, and also I was doing other things. And uh, so we did get in touch, and it was really a good time. And first-class promotion there really good you can catch that match on youtube you can catch me on youtube you go to barryharwitz.com mr Re- uh mr technical.info but the biggest thing is if you just type in a search engine barry horowitz you're going to come across that my facebook the wwe page um just a bunch of stuff and hopefully someday the performance center page oh i i really do hope so yeah that's uh, my that's my last and final dream and love to just go there for a few years that would be awesome just real quick i know next year june you're gonna be up here um for yep. the new actually england july july sorry he usually does yeah, the, new, the hall of fame new yes. new uh new england pro wrestling hall of fame uh i'll be hanging out with tom brady no i'm just joking yeah. <laughs> your oh first God. drink is on here me that weekend. we go i don't know <laughs> yeah you don't want to get me going on the new england patriots that they're the best I do not uh, have another half hour of this shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm a huge yeah. Steelers fan, and I'll, I'll tell you right now, Barry, I'm a, I am a huge Steelers fan. 
since yeah. 95. It has been an ass whooping. Like, I will bend over in front of Tom Brady. He is the GOAT. Like, I would... I, I will mean, just basically say, I love you. You beat the shit out of the Steelers. You're just, I'm a whipping boy. How can I help you, Tom Brady? <laughs> well, what I really what I really liked was, here's your defending Super Bowl champions. The first night, they do the flag. They do the banner. They're at home, and the Steelers are they're badass, and you get owned, not even a touchdown. Your quarterback's out for the year. I think if they lose another game or two, Tomlin's out. I'm serious. Well, well, who's uh, the I, just got, I just got worked by Barry Horowitz, just so you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking Tom Brady is the GOAT. It's not made up. He really is, bar none. He's been to more Super Bowls than any other quarterback. You got the greatest coach. You got the number one announced on NFL Network today, the number one defense in the league yeah. as of oh. right now. They're yeah, going to be 16-0. and 0. They're going to get seven <laughs> rings, I promise you. Mark it. I said it. In game one, Julian Edelman threw more touchdowns mm-hmm. than Ben Roethlisberger. You guys are assholes yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then, and then, you know what people don't understand is that Bill Be- Belichick and Tom Brady don't forget. See, Miami, don't play tricks with us with, and embarrassing us last year because you got 43-0 and zero and owned. Next on the <laughs> chopping block is the Jets. They're going to beat their ass just because they don't oh, like us. That, yeah, that's not even going to be a game, I don't think. Yeah, and then I forgot who's after that, but they're going down, too. I think it the Tennessee. Matter. It doesn't think. matter who's after that. See, if it is Tennessee, <laughs> if it is Tennessee, they're going to get an ass-whooping, too, for trying some shenanigans last year. We don't have a real game until, like, 8 or 9. So I'm, I'm really game. looking to have a real game until next year. I'm really, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the New England Hall of Fame I can't wait. I think it's in July. I'm looking forward to seeing yes. Paul Roma, Mario Mancini, a couple yeah. of my other comrades, and I'm really looking forward to the whole event. I heard it's uh, unpresidential, the whole thing. Oh, it's cool. And, um, like, Boogie Woogie Man's usually there, too, and mm-hmm. he, he gets a good crowd in there. It's fun. I'll say yeah. that. But for, yeah. I don't know if you drink, if you like beer, if you want a soda, whatever. Your first drink that weekend is on me. Oh, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm I'm mostly... I mostly do water, a little bit of coffee in the morning, and believe it or not, with my diet, the way I train everything, I drink about two, maybe three light beers a week. That's well, it. One of, well, you pick one day, you pick, they'll both be I'll on pick me it, that I'll, I'll make sure it's Saturday and I'll have that. They'll yeah. both be on me. You take a little bit it. of water and I'll take the lot of Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> so, Barry, man, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate your time, man. Guys, check him out, seriously. His yep. his Facebook is really going right now, and oh yeah, it's kind of, it's fun to watch. Go back it, and watch some of the old school matches too. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you'll have you'll have the old school matches, and also all the places I'm going to should be on there. And also, I've told you some of them, and they pop up. They may pop up, you know, the new ones as I get in touch with my guy. They may pop up next week or two weeks, but it it keeps uh, everybody informed. So. And uh, it's really good, and he does a great job. He's a good guy. We appreciate so. you, man. We appreciate you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on the Irish Whip. I, I love that name and love that verbiage you're using, uh, mixing it in with the pro wrestling. But yes. I wanted to leave you with this. You know, there's a lot of guys that could wrestle great. But Barry Horowitz is a great wrestler. <laughs>